Hello, Audrey. Hello, Kayla. Guess what? What? We're on chapter five. Chapter five, A Conspiracy Unmasked. Yes. I'm not even looking at my book. Is that the title of the chapter? Did I get it right? Yes, that is the chapter of the title. The chapter of the title. And this is Mordor, she wrote. This is Kayla Rides the Struggle Bus. You look, Um, it's... Part part seven. It's like the first day it's been above freezing for me in a long time. So I am right there with you. Yes. The The title of the chapter is A Conspiracy Unmasked. Basically, I have written down that Frodo is not as sneaky as he thought he was. That's a pretty good summary. Um, Yeah, so if you're just joining us this episode, we are reading The Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Tolkien um, one chapter at a time. Kayla's never read any Tolkien except for The Hobbit, and Mm -hmm. I've read a lot of Tolkien a lot of times. Um, So Mm -hmm. I say Fellowship of the Ring. That's the first book in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. We will presumably be reading the whole trilogy, assuming Kayla doesn't get sick of this. Um, We made it almost to the halfway point of the book so far. Um, we're like a third of the way through. No, we're no way. Um, I'm well, it looks like right halfway. And it looks like halfway on my copy. I was gonna say my copy. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna take pictures right after this episode, Kayla. We're gonna take pictures of showing where our bookmark is in our book, and uh, I'll okay. put them side by side and post it on the Insta so that we can compare. Because mine looks like a third, a third of the way through, and only like. Only like ten pages of this book are of this copy are maps. So okay, maybe I didn't look at this right. But like the whole back half of my book is maps. Well, that's entirely possible. It just depends on how it's printed too. So, regardless, yeah. chapter five: a conspiracy unmasked. Frodo is not as clever as he thinks he is. So we start out um, with everybody's made it across Buckleberry Ferry. Looking back, they can see that there's a Black Rider on the other side of the river, and Mary tells us that. Uh, he'll have to go 20 miles to Brandywine Bridge to cross and catch up. But they're still heading for um, Frodo's new home, which um, he, he will, will not be staying at. Yeah, he will not be staying at. But that is the public knowledge. But first we get a really yep. long like it's not really that long comparatively for Tolkien, but it is a very dense description of Brandy Hall, which is like the Brandy Buck ancestral home in yeah. um, Buckland. And there's like some history there and some talk about like how brandy bucks are different than the rest of the shire and like it's just another it's just another very um weird offshoot where tolkien's trying to give us like the context as though we've lived there our whole lives Mm. he does that and um he does quite a lot frodo I'm skipping ahead a little bit. That's okay. Like we there's the ba- we've got the basics. They see they see Brandy Hall. Yes. They get to Frodo's new house where Fatty Bulger and Mary have been making it ready for him. Um, and there's three bathtubs because something about they didn't want to wait for baths and people were making fun of Pippin again. Um, and they have another dinner even though they already ate at Farmer Maggots. And we have another interlude where Tolkien tells us that hobbits love mushrooms. <laughs> Yes. And uh, yeah, that's like all the fluff that kind of comes at the uh, beginning of this chapter. And what would it be if there wasn't a song 
in oh, this yeah. chapter as well. I forgot about the bath song. There's a bath time song in this chapter. Sung by Pippin. Uh, it was kind of cute, though. I, I had fun with Pippin doing his little bath dance, and um, apparently Pippin gets so into his bath that he floods the bathroom, and everybody's like, bro, you gotta clean that up. Um... <laughs> I also like how they pick on Pippin a little bit in this chapter where they're talking about who's going to get to take a bath first. Do um, Frodo says, eldest first or quickest, um, either way, you'll be the last one. I know. It's like some very good-natured teasing, and um, it's it's definitely something that everybody dunks on Pippin at one point or another. Poor buddy. You gotta be the youngest and the squirreliest of the bunch. But he's he's crucial, I feel like, because even though they've just had this horrible scare and they know the Black Riders are still finishing them, and as is mm-hmm. later revealed in the chapter, his friends, uh, Frodo's friends, have more of an idea of the danger than um, it initially seemed. Piven is still just like, this is a bath, and I'm gonna enjoy it, and like enjoying every moment. And so that's something I really love about that character. He's so cute. So they sit down to eat dinner and they get excited about their mushrooms and um, they have to catch Mary up to speed on everything that's been happening because he's obviously not been with them. Yeah, he met them at the river and Fatty was at the house the whole time. Yeah. And um, what was it? And he basically gets caught up on like who the Black Riders are and what's going on. And I think that's the part where where Frodo's like, yeah, I'm going to have to take off on my own. Frodo's basically like, I have something to tell you. And Mary's like, hold up. Let me tell you something. And then he's basically like, we obviously already knew that you were planning on leaving. And it seems like you're you're miserable. So you've decided to leave even sooner. Yep. And they're like, you're going to sneak off by yourself. And we're like, haha, we're not letting that happen. So these are the best friends. They don't even know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. Sam has a really great little speech in this part because because frodo basically basically it comes to light that the reason that uh mary pippin and freddy or and fatty um fredegar who are considering themselves the conspirators Mm -hmm. um they know about frodo's plans because sam has been spying on frodo and he basically only stopped giving them information after gandalf caught him eavesdropping and so Frodo basically has this moment where he's like, I don't know who to trust. And Sam says, well, that depends. You can trust us to not let you go off alone by yourself and stuff. We'll, you know, and you can trust us to be with you through thick and thin, but you can't trust us to let you face danger by yourself. And it's just a really nice sentiment. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Continue. Sorry. No, I don't have any more to continue with. Not not at that po- point. Oh, and then there's another song. Oh yeah, there were two songs in this one. It's there they were make two up, songs and this is one that that Tolkien specifically says that they make up. That like it's a goodbye song and talking about leaving at the crack of dawn and. Uh, it was very funny to me because Frodo's like, well, if we're going to get up that early, like we have a lot to do tonight. And Pippin's like, oh, that was just poetry. Do you really mean we're going to leave that early? He's like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, we got to get out of here. There are people chasing us. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of this chapter is just like 
learning what Frodo's house looks like and that all of his friends know what he's been up to. And yeah. And they, they tell us that um, the plan is for Fatty to stay behind. So he yeah. will not be going with them. Um, he's going to have some of Frodo's clothes and essentially um, be there to stifle the gossip and pretend to be Frodo, Frodo as necessary to make it appear as though he's living there. And there's something yeah. expressed in this chapter that I, I'm trying to remember who says it. It might be Pippin again. Um, but Merry or Pippin, I think, says it. Oh, nope. Mm -hmm. He says, it's Pippin. Okay. So he says, on the whole, I would rather have our job than Fatty's waiting here till the Black Riders come. And I am inclined to agree. Like, they're going into the unknown and they know that it's going to be dangerous. But the Black Riders, they've seen, like, they already know that they're terrible. And they already know that they're terrifying. And Fatty is going to be alone in this house when they show up. Yeah. I'm like, that's so scary. And you have to leave your friend behind to do it. Um, that sucks for him. Yeah, it Is was... Is this a bad dream that Frodo has at the end of the chapter, how they close that out? Yeah, it's kind of abrupt. Yeah. Is there some significance to the tower by the sea that he's looking at or is that a question that i'm going to ask and you're going to choose not to answer i mean as i can happens. give you a little bit of context here um so essentially i'm this is me talking out of my ass just so you know my okay. inclination um to say is to say that this is the tower by the gray havens which is um, kind of in the area of the Shire, but it's essentially where people sail away from Middle-earth never to return. Um, okay. I don't know if that's a tower he's talking about because it could be, like, you know, it could be a tower in Gondor or whatever because that's the closest to where Mordor is. The implication for me is that there's a light in the sky and there's thunder, and, and that's, like, um, it's really ominous, obviously, and that's it's a kind of imagery that Tolkien goes to from time to time with this great light um, that doesn't yeah. bode well. And so for me, it's like the looming presence of the ring and Sauron and what he's about to go into. But I don't know. Like I said, that's all speculation for okay. me because there's not a ton of identifying details. Um, yeah. And because I'm working off of like such a limited knowledge of the universe right now, and I'm literally learning it as it is being revealed in the books, uh, my knowledge of towers for this book involve the one at the end of this chapter the one that is in our logo with the eye of sauron in it mm -hmm. and the fact that one of the books is called the two towers right and towers that feature was... prominently in a lot of parts of tolkien's world just yeah. um because from the standpoint of the structures that are constructed most of them are not that prominent. Like, he goes to great lengths describing hobbit holes and how um, they're kind of even buried in the ground and they're all very round architecture and lots of warm colors and things like that um, versus a tower. And to, so that's the other part of this dream that Frodo's having is that, like, it's not that he's ever been in a tower. It's not that he has any context of what a tower is except for from Bilbo's book right and from stories right because he's lived in the shi in the shire his whole life and so oh. that's just like another piece that says this dream is all of his fears culminating about leaving right we did forget to talk about one specific thing the one scene with mary and bilbo 
Um, oh yeah, how how Mary, how is... Mary knew stuff because he he it yeah. wasn't only that he knew that Frodo was planning to leave; it's that he knew that the yeah. reason the Black Riders were following was because of Bilbo's ring, which is because a that I think that's probably the big crux of the conspiracy that this chapter is named after, and we just kind of blew past that. And I apologize because oh that's okay, we jump all over the place on this podcast. Yes, you know that. <clears throat> Do I? You know that. You edit it. Yes, I do. Um, basically what happens when Mary's telling his story, he's um, telling Frodo, like, yeah, there was this one time I was just, like, out um, dicking around, and I see Bilbo walking down the street, and the Saxville Bagginses are coming from the other direction, and Bilbo sees him and disappears real fast. And by the time the Saxville Bagginses have gone by he reappears and when he appears again he sticks something gold back into his pocket and there's another mention also in the same story where mary reveals that he has seen bilbo's um book that bilbo never let anybody read and that frodo assumes bilbo has taken with him when he left right and the book in question is of course the hobbit because it's the book bilbo's been writing about all his adventures um and the ring features prominently in part of the hobbit so um it it do be like that yeah i really truly enjoy that anecdote because it's just a lot of mary because it's not just mary saying like we just know you so well like that is part of it but another part of it is him being like frodo you were not careful like you kept talking to yourself like is this the last time i'll see this valley (laughs) it's like all of that internal monologuing he does in the earlier chapters is actually like him talking out loud to himself yeah it's not all internal (laughs) and then poor poor sam he's like yeah i was eavesdropping under the window when gandalf came to visit and oh by the way it was a little suspicious with how many times gandalf came to visit (laughs) and you guys would sequester yourselves in the house for hours on end and he wouldn't talk to anyone else and it's like long story short frodo is not as sneaky as he thinks he is right and his friends um you know they really obviously care about him so they could tell something was up and in fact, Mary says, you know, ever since Bilbo left, we've actually worried that you were going to leave. And we were afraid you were going to leave without telling us. And that just made me really sad, especially juxtaposed right in front of Sam's speech about, you know, you can trust us to be loyal with you, loyal to you, but you can't trust us to let you go into danger alone. Like that just back to back the one two punch of like the the thing that mary is afraid of in this moment is not the black riders it's that that frodo would slip away without telling them frodo's a jerk frodo's not, not really. a jerk he's trying to do the best he can because he knows how dangerous this is going to be and he doesn't want to put his I friends know. through that i know <laughs> my favorite character so far is still pippin He's still my favorite. That um, is understandable. Mine is Sam and probably always will be, but here we are. Well, Sam is a good time too, but Pippin, I I am more alike with Pippin and it's purely the bathtub scene where all the water gets sloshed on the floor. <laughs> oh, okay. So here's the question. We have previously in previous episodes talked a little bit about how you are very Hobbit-like. Do you love mushrooms as much as Hobbits do? Here's the deal. This leads to some very heated discussions on Fridays 
at work because I eat lunch with the same four teachers, like four or five teachers on rotation basically all week. And on Fridays we ordered pizza and there, this has a connection to mushrooms. I do in fact love mushrooms. The only place I abhor mushrooms is on pizza and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that's like, so funny. Well, every Friday we order pizza and they always want one that has mushrooms and olives on it. And it sounds like my type is, of people. Tell them that they could be there, my friend. There is no universe in which I enjoy eating olives at all. And then the combination of the t- the texture that the mushrooms take on when they are on pizza combined with the flavor. It's too many strong flavors. And I don't... Uh, I hate olives. The main reason is I hate olives. I, can, I will tolerate a pizza with mushrooms on it. But if mushrooms and olives are together... Ugh. That's uh, totally fair. They are strong flavors, but I, I love olives. both of them. I hate olives. And I hate canned green beans. You know, I had only ever eaten canned green beans for most of my life growing up. So the first time I had real ones, I was like, why are these kind of fuzzy? Is this just how green beans really are? And they are. What kind of, I was like, what kind of poison have my parents been feeding me my entire life? I didn't even know green beans didn't come in a can until I was like 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love mushrooms. Like some would say too much, probably. Um, I, prior to the pandemic, had a mushroom monger. Did you? Yeah. At the, at the Soulard Farmer's Market, there is a mushroom vendor and I basically got his card after we went a couple years ago. And so he was my guy for mushrooms. (laughs) That's one thing I never did when I lived in St. Louis was go to the farmer's market at Sugillard. It's and so, so fun and so nice. Obviously, and... that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, it's open, but ass. it's not something that we feel comfortable doing. And, and winter hours anyway are so limited. Um, so we haven't yeah. been. And I'm unfortunately preparing to not go again this year, even though I would really love to so that I could start my garden with produce from other local um growers instead of from like the lowe's garden center <laughs> that makes me sad but well could you, you know think, yeah sorry i'm getting off topic i was like could you Look, email some of them and have them send you seeds i mean that would be that would be wonderful but i hate growing from seeds so i i prefer to grow from like starter plants but we'll see yep we'll okay. see how it goes this year so yep. it'll just be an adventure but speaking of adventure, back to the book. We're here. We got it. We're back at the book. Yes, we are. We're talking about mushrooms. Listen, um, there was a whole chapter about mushrooms in this book. So They talk about food a lot, and they talk about plants a lot. So you can expect us to talk about food and plants a lot. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, we're pretty much at the end of the chapter. We end finding out that they are planning to go through the old forest rather than take any of the roads. And there's kind of some, like, woo about the old forest. And then Frodo has his weird dream. So that's yeah. kind of where this chapter leaves us. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on in this one or any predictions you have now, Kayla? I know there are talking trees at some point in this series. I don't know if it's the next chapter, but... And even if it was, you're not going to answer that question yep. anyways. You'll notice I'm just... I was staying silent because I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's about how this works out. Generally. Yeah, well, that's all That's all I've got. Okay, well, that brings it. us to the I didn't end. Write it. 
I didn't write down a whole lot of notes. This, this, this was time. a pretty short chapter comparatively, yeah. and it didn't have um, a ton of forward action. It was really like a friendship In chapter. Slogan. Yep. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end. So you want to tell people where they can find us online? We are on Twitter at Mordor underscore goer. She wrote. We are also on Instagram uh, at Mordor underscore she wrote. And our email address is Mordor she wrote pod or podcast, I think, at gmail.com. So you can contact us there. I do think I just put up a Facebook page. Do you have the sign off? Do you know what it is? It is made the stars shine on the end of your road.